Hi, Tilly. Welcome, everybody. Hey, Tilly. Ah, we have Welcome, a fantastic guest today. Dalia Ziada, Egyptian writer, right. political analyst, now currently in the United States. Why, Dalia? Why in the United States? First of all, hello, and thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited <laughs> to be with both of you. Uh, why I'm in the United States? This is a big question it's not that easy unfortunately i had to leave my home country <laughs> egypt uh this was in november under the pressure i was actually running for my life i i made statements in the media after the uh eruption of the israel hamas war after the massacres that hamas committed against the israeli civilians on october 7 mm -hmm. i learned about the truth i learned about the truth of what happened on that day. So I decided to challenge the Arab media that was lying about it. And I used my social media platforms to tell the world about the brutality of, of Hamas. And I publicly declared that I support Israel in its war on Hamas because Hamas is a terrorist organization and Israel is a state that is defending its citizens against this terrorist organization. And actually, un unlike what I expected, I received a horrible backlash to my statements. It started first by uh, the Islamists, the radical Salafists in Egypt, who actually tried to punish me for not being a good Muslim. They, it was like a real threat. It was not only on social media. They went to my family house looking for me. Wow. And uh, they wanted, like, again, as I said, like to punish me for not being a good Muslim. How come I, I, I say that Hamas is a terrorist organization and I go and support the Jewish people who are in their eyes are enemies, you know? So uh, I expected it will stop at that point. I contacted the authorities in Egypt and I said, I am in real danger. I need your help. Unfortunately, the response I got was very, was a very negative one. It was very disappointing. Uh, the person I was speaking to, he's, he's like on a senior level, he's a senior official, he can do something for me. He said, you said you support Israel. We don't care that you criticize Hamas, but you said you support Israel. Let Israel protect you. And he was offended that I said I support Israel, despite the fact that Egypt has a peace treaty with Israel. This is so weird because for so many years we have peace treaty with uh, Egypt and still the atmosphere is like your enemies. How do you exactly for, for more than 40 years, the peace treaty has been holding in place. So actually at that moment, I realized, okay, now, now like, my life is in real danger. The next morning, actually, uh, I I learned that uh, a couple of lawyers, uh, the number I know right now is four, perhaps they are more, filed legal claims oh, against me in the court, accusing me of high treason and spying for the Israeli Mossad wow. and threatening, wow. threatening Egypt's national security. So think about it for a moment like someone like me who's criticizing hamas calling for peace is a threat to national security while all the radicals in the egyptian street who are Running cheering free. for hamas are not seen as a threat by the egyptian state so i had to flee uh, and with the help of great great friends in the united states i was able to leave 
quickly before it's too late. And uh, I'm here right now trying to, uh, you know, deal with the trauma and uh, start a new life to make sure that my voice will not be silenced in any way and that I will keep fighting for the things I believe in. But how come all the extremists in Egypt are um, being are, are allowed to to express what they do, what they what they think and go against you and you have no voice there? Exactly. This is this is the shock. This is the shocking part. You for didn't me, expect actually. it because I didn't expect it because actually we had a long time relationship with Israel. I mean, we Egypt. Uh, it's a very positive one, especially since uh, the current president El Sisi came in power. Uh, things started to improve. What we have always called the cold peace is not cold anymore. We have started to have economic relationships. We started to have uh, uh, even like exchange visits between people in, in Israel and Egypt. So I thought for a moment, and also Egypt have a strong stance against Hamas and the Islamists in general. It means the Egyptian state. So I thought I'm already in line with what the state wants. So I didn't expect, I, of course, I expected the backlash will come from the Islamists, and I'm used to this because I have been fighting against them my whole life. So I expected that. But I didn't see it coming, see like the attacks that's coming from the side of the Egyptian state. And my interpretation to this is one of two things, you know, when I thought about it later. One, on one side, it's perhaps because this was the time of the elections in Egypt, the presidential elections, and the president struggling with proving himself again to the people after the very bad economic failure and the economic crisis we are going through. Uh, so he thought, okay, why not appear like a champion of the Palestinian cause and make all these people who are sympathizing with the Palestinian side with me. So perhaps this was one of the ways the state was thinking at that time. And I think this exaggerated show of support to Hamas and the Palestinians at that moment, uh, actually it's not even to the Palestinians, it's support to Hamas because I... anyone who really supported the Palestinians would denounce Hamas sure. and would for Hamas to be removed. Or even a regular Muslim, what they did, as far as I understand, it's it's really against Muslim beliefs. You know, Absolutely. The, the, this Absolutely. kind of brutality against, you know, and rape and beating, the beating, it's, it has nothing to do with Muslims. But something Hamas very, is a terrorist uh, organization in every way, you know. But let me, like, finish this thought very quickly. So the other thing I thought about is that actually the deep state in Egypt is still carrying a lot of hate towards Israel up till today, unfortunately. Regardless, perhaps, you know, like the very top of the leadership, President Tilsisi and very few people with him, perhaps they believe this should change. But on all the levels under him, the military, the intelligence, the, the police forces, even like the security forces, everyone, who like these are the people who are really controlling the state, who are really re leading the state. They still carry a lot of negative sentiments toward this Israel, and this is why we saw this reaction. This is why we saw them approving the radical radical Islamists leading the public opinion once again. Uh, attacking Israel. And that's why also we are recently seeing uh, attacks by the state itself against Israel. 
because of their, their disagreement on how the border should be monitored. Although, in fact, it's an issue of mutual interest. Egypt right. should should encourage Israel actually to help it with controlling the borders the same way it did many years ago. Uh, not many, a few years ago when Hamas was infiltrating into Sinai, Egypt went to Israel and said, help well, us. Yeah, something, you know, something very major changed in the balance in the Arab world in the Middle East, because I remember the days that Egypt was the largest uh, a Arab a Muslim country. They led the Arab world meetings. They had a say. They had a, their, their uh, words had a very heavy weight um, to the meaning. And now things are different. You have Iran, you have, you know, it's Even like, Saudi. You have very, Saudi Arabia. You have very strong behind the line, behind the first line countries. And I think, you know, Sisi is trying, you know, to play balanced everywhere just to keep his position and not to fight too much with the big ones. And somehow it's it's a it's a it's a tough dance. It's a tough dance. But I did see that yesterday he didn't uh, accept Netanyahu's call. And I'm sure that in one hand, I'm glad because nobody should get Netanyahu called because it's a um, right, right. It's terrible. Uh, on on I have no, I don't have enough words to express it. But at the same time, because everybody should give him a lesson, at the same time he has to play the game for himself. So it's tricky. It's like Biden. Everybody has to play the game for themselves. But I think. Biden is trying to keep it balanced. Assisi is trying to keep it balanced, which is very hard under these circumstances. So this is, yes. it maybe can explain but a little you know, bit. Of I this. want to tell you something which is weird. It's, it's a different, it, I mean, I, it's hard for me even to say it, you know, from where I come in my, but I, you know, I, did, I made a film and in the film I was asking myself, how how many lives I'm willing to kill to save myself? Hmm. I did this film after the Lebanon war, hmm. where not many Israelis were killed. And however, we did go to Lebanon with the kids with RPG, and we had to kill many. Nobody really knows the number. Now, what happened now in October 7th, it's really inconceivable it's we don't even know how to how people can behave you know what is it how can you be so evil but then you look you know what's happening and you cannot mm -hmm. avoid thinking about 23,000 23,000 gazan people you know people from gaza who were killed and right. I, I'm telling you, I cannot, I don't sleep at night and I'm not joking and I'm not trying to look like, you know, I don't know the answer. I don't know what Israel could do differently, right, to get rid of Hamas. Because what yeah. they do, you know, using all, because I don't think every, all the citizens of, of Hamas, of Gaza are Hamas people. I don't believe so. I'm, I hope I'm not wrong. But then they don't have a choice. I mean, they are I mean, they are prisoners within the prison. You know what I mean? They are prisoners of the Hamas within the prison of Gaza, right? But the question mm -hmm. is, I don't have an answer. What could you the Hamas? And if you can, you to... get rid of the Hamas without and 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 just to think about what's happening there. 
And I don't know how to answer. You know, you know, actually, you're right. You're right. I mean, you have a point here. Of course, not all the Palestinians are Hamas and not all the people of Gaza are Hamas. And I think the proof on that is the many people we saw in the past two days protesting right. against yeah. Hamas. And they yeah. were carrying signs saying, uh, please hand the hostages to Israel. Right. So they are urging David. Hamas to release the Israeli. I saw this like in the video and I really didn't believe my eyes. Like, you know, a young woman carrying a young Palestinian woman in Gaza, carrying this sign, like release the hostages. Right. And this, this tells you like at the end of the day, the people want to live a normal life. Oh, but yeah. who's preventing them from living this normal life? It's Hamas, who is now oh. using them as human shields. Yes. At least uh the israeli military and unfortunately their leaders hamas leaders come on tv they came on al jazeera tv and oh. they are very proudly saying we want more bloodshed we want more people from gaza to be killed because this is the fuel their blood is the fuel for our revolution and our movement can you believe this it's insane Hamas does not care for the Palestinian people, and Hamas does not care for the people of Gaza. Unfortunately, the Arab world don't really, but but you know our people them, and you look the suffering of of those people in Gaza, and nobody who is taking who care for them. Anybody? I would say actually somehow this war would serve them eventually if Israel really succeeds in. Uh, defeating Hamas, I wouldn't say like erasing Hamas because unfortunately terrorist organizations are not being erased. They just disappear for a while. Exactly. Jesus disappeared for a while and they come back. But at least Israel can throw this war to weaken Hamas to the point that it's not influential anymore. It cannot cause a threat to the Palestinians or to the Israelis anymore. And it's it 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 gets it out of the political scene. If this happens, this will not only serve the Israelis or the Palestinians, but believe me, it will serve everyone in the region, Egypt, the Gulf countries, everyone will be. That's why I believe Israel is right now leading a war against terrorism. It's Israel is on the front, is, is on, on, on the front line of war against terrorism. And honestly, all Arab countries, especially Egypt, Israel's direct neighbor, should be backing Israel in this war. Right. Speaking about the Egyptian leadership, as you mentioned earlier, uh, actually, I expected a more proactive role from Egypt. I understand the balances games you are playing, but unfortunately, Egypt did not even play a balance, like try to be balanced. At the beginning, Egypt all of a sudden took the side of Hamas and they started like to uh, speak positively about Hamas again, the media started like to cheer for Hamas, state-sponsored media in Egypt started once again to cheer for Hamas after they were criticizing them uh, before for like killing Egyptian soldiers in Sinai and calling them terrorist organizations and so so it's surprising why Egypt all of a sudden, I wish actually the Egyptian leadership said, okay, we are not taking sides. We are going to be a mediator, like do a mediator for ceasefire, help settle things down. But this, this, not, this did not happen. 
But right. you don't this know what's being said the, behind the scene. Say. You don't know what's being said and how they're being pushed. You know, I think that almost every country on earth is happy that Israel is doing what it's doing because they, you know, the, the Hamas is everywhere and they, they can hurt everybody. So whatever they say is one thing and being and let the Israelis uh, do the job, you know, it's another thing. But where do you think, you know, when we talk about the Palestinians, there's also PLO. So you have PLO and the Hamas. It's like oil and water. I mean, how can you put it together? There's no way you can put it together. And whom Israel is working with? And how do they, how do they play the game so something will come out of it eventually in a good way? What do you think? You know, actually, to be honest, the Palestinian Authority are not much better than Hamas. They are very corrupt and uh, they actually uh, feed on, still, they feed on the blood of the Palestinian people. They, they enjoy what's happening. They want the conflict to remain forever because it serves their personal They already interest. have something in common with the Israeli government. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, this, yeah well, but yeah. but but you know, um, I'm listening to you and looking at you, and it's more strengthened my belief that everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to give education to the kids. Everybody Not wants... everybody. Not everybody. Wait. Not Mo everybody. Most people are people that you know. No, I think also a lot of Palestinians. I believe people from Gaza from Good. Egypt, and I just wish that the same voices, like yours, will take over. And I worry that the same voices will lose because that most of them don't are not willing to die for their beliefs, like the Hamas people, like the Jihad, whatever. And I just wonder, because you know Egypt very well, and I know Israel um, quite well, and I just wonder how can we get the same people to rise? In Egypt, that's in a very good question. Yes, that's a very, very good question because although the good people are the majority, they are not well organized as the bad people. Right. For example, I I see it always in the Muslim religion. Like if you look, we have moderate Muslims and we have radical Islamists. Unfortunately, the radical Islamists, the extremists, are very well organized. Also, the extreme Jewish people and the settlers, the yeah. same. It, Yes, they are willing to yeah. die for their belief and kill. Exactly. And, kill. They, are and, they, very, and they hold the country like this. Exactly. They are very well organized. They are very well funded. And they are they don't hesitate to die for what for They're their willing evil to do things beliefs. that our side will never do. Right. Yeah. Yes. So but on the other side, the moderates, the people who really who the liberals, the people who really want to live normal life and be free and enjoy individual freedoms and peace and so on, are not very well organized. They most most of them are scared of taking a leading role uh, or coming to the forefront, you know. So unfortunately. They fear also that many consequences that they may face, for example, like my case, like having to leave my country to run for my life and so on. You know, after after I made these statements, many people actually from Egypt and from Arab countries, most of them are young people. They contacted me not to send me the threats, but to say bravo, to say you did the right thing. We support you. We wish we can say what you're saying, but we're afraid. 
we just don't want to announce uh, like declare ourselves or or come come out and say what you said so this of course like gives you a glimpse of light in the dark tunnel we are in so but what's again, left from the we, democratic we need to be organized struggle. what's what what's it's left from the democratic uh, struggle oh in egypt you mean or the arab spring yeah. that's a very good question also uh, unfortunately, not much. Uh, most of the activists who led the Arab Spring are now either in jail or in prison, I mean, or outside the country. And uh, the general public in Egypt favor a state of stability and security over democracy. And unfortunately, over the past 10 years, the media and the state has successfully convinced the people that uh it's a trade-off like if you if either to give you democrat democratization and lack of stability or to give you stability and security but no democratization so people we'll logically see. chose security and stability also the many conflicts that are happening around egypt starting of course from the israel hamas war the situation in sudan the civil war in sudan the civil war in libya like from everywhere there are conflicts that the people see as threat also to their to their security to their stability in egypt so they think okay let's not take a big risk so that's why for example we see them like keeping the status quo in hope uh that this this will make them more secure unfortunately although i think it's it's um, in my opinion this is not the right thing i mean democracy eventually brings stability and and of course at the beginning change is hard but it will eventually bring stability but i hope the struggle for democratization in egypt will not stop in egypt and all the arab spring countries and you have in egypt you know young people new voices like you you say that you were amazed when in Gaza they came out now and put, it's something new. It just happened yesterday. First time, I think, yes. ever, right? Which is yes. amazing. The question if it can happen, if, if people will join you in Egypt. Uh, I don't think, not right now, but mm. as I told you, like there are many people under the cover who are actually supporting what I'm doing, but they don't want like to show their faces because it's a very big risk, very, very big risk. You can't believe how the mainstream in Egypt is very supportive of Hamas right now. It's scary. It's really scary. I like I, I, every time I remember that my heart aches, like I can't even imagine like these people a few years ago were killing our soldiers in Sinai. They were killing the Coptic Christians in Sinai. They were killing even Muslims inside the mosques in Sinai. And now the people forgot all of that and they are supporting them just because they are on the other side of the border, killing people who are not Arabs or Muslims. They are killing the Israelis. Right. So they are supporting them. Can you That's believe that? Not that they're for the Hamas. They're they are helping they the, the kill Israelis. But but you know, this is really scary if you look what happened in Afghanistan when it mm. was, there was an attempt to be, bring democracy and look now what happened. They went back hundreds of years. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, is, Taliban uh, is just all over. They took over. Women are like really nothing, nothing absolutely nothing. And the attempt to bring democracy uh, was a boomerang effect. You know, it... it you know, this, that 
actually I wrote I wrote a book about what happened in the aftermath of the Arab Spring. Spring. It's called. It's mainly focuses on the interplay between military Islamists and liberal democracy activists. Because I wrote it actually from my own personal experience as someone who participated in uh, the 2011 revolutions, the Arab Spring, and then also- How come you look so young? Oh, no, no, not hey. really young. But no. young but you look so but young. Also, <laughs> thank you. But also participated in, in uh, the 2013 uh, upheaval against the Muslim Brotherhood. So I lived all of that. I think my generation, saw the reality with their own eyes about Israel, about Hamas, about all of this, because we lived that. At the moment of weakness for Egypt, we saw who were a real threat for Egypt. It was the Islamists, ranging from the Muslim Brotherhood, the Salafists, Hamas, the Houthis, uh, Hezbollah. They were the real threat to Egypt and not Israel, which for decades before that, they were educating us that Israel is our enemy. They were educating us this in schools. They were, they were saying this in media all the time, like every year until now, actually, we celebrate the anniversary of the October War of the 1973 right. war, right. and we do not celebrate in Egypt. We do not celebrate the anniversary of the peace uh, of the peace treaty. Oh, right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's very interesting. A museum, right? There is a museum of the October War. It's, it's all over. exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you know, it's. It's interesting, like, why we are not celebrating the anniversary of the peace? It's it's mainly, again, because of the deep state issues that I was telling you about. So the idea here is that there in the region, in Egypt and the region in general, there is a conflict between the military, which wants to foster control over everything in the state and, like, um, political control, economic control, and so on. And the Islamists who are fighting against this military to also have control, but their fight is mainly on the minds of the public by aligning the public to their side by through Islamic piety or religious piety, playing on the religious piety, you know. And this is happening all over the Middle East, if you notice, if you notice, like or all, all over the Islamic countries, even extending right. to Afghanistan and Pakistan. Right. And the third party in this game is the liberal democratic activists, the, the young people who believe in democratization, in liberalism, who, as you said, want to live a normal life. Right. And they are they are too naive to take the lead, honestly. Like they have so nice ideals about how life should be like, but uh, or how politics should be like, but they cannot take the lead because of this continued fight between Islamists and the military institution in our region and right. in do my country, you, Egypt. Do you right. hear from the from those who are against Israel that? Uh, they would like to see a war between Egypt and Israel because it seems to me that one of the toughest things to, to keep is not to break a war against Israel because this will destroy the economy of Egypt and this will be a disaster. Absolutely. And I am sure like no one in Egypt, no one, including no. those who are who are supporting Hamas now, including those who are uh, naively, I mean... Or, or not naively, but out of like illogical sentiments are sympathizing with the Palestinian cause and such rhetoric. Even these people don't want to see Egypt going in war 
with Israel at all. Even the, the representatives of the Egyptian state who has been criticizing Israel in the media in the past two days, they, yeah. don't, they don't want Egypt to be uh, in war with Israel. No way, of course. And to be honest, Israel is not the enemy of Egypt. And we have seen this in practice. Right. Israel has, has proved to be a good neighbor a good friend. Wait, so many Israelis going to Egypt. I don't know if it's still like, up to 10 years ago, maybe. So many Israelis went. Tourists. Tourists, right? And there's a lot of collaboration. Right, a lot of collaboration. Tell me something. What do you think about what's happening now in the States with a huge shift, pro-Palestinian shift in the, you know, in the universities, on campuses? Um, I don't know if you... You you don't you, you saw any of those demonstrations uh, where you are, but we are here in New York, you know, and I'm part of New York University, and it's like unbelievable, the 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 incredible fearful demonstration pro Palestinian, right? Protesters, pro Palestinian protesters. They are not pro Palestinians. They're pro Hamas protesters are all over the place in the United States and. Like, you know, posters are on the walls and people are... The thing about these protests is, is that these are not honest protests. They are not really in support of the Palestinian people. It's in support of Hamas terrorism. Because if you see the rhetoric they are adopting, it's again the rhetoric <coughs> of conflict between Muslims and Jews. It's a rhetoric of, of, of uh, things like, you know, Actually, one of the signs that I saw them carrying and made me really laugh, because I'm sure the person who was carrying it know nothing about the Middle East. It's it says something like, you know, Biden is killing Muslim uh, Muslims in Gaza, and uh, and the other side saying something like, you know, is Israelis are uh, white colonialists who came to the Middle East like to occupy the Middle East. The person who says that actually knows nothing about the Middle I'm sure who wrote that knows nothing about the Middle East because the reality is that the Israeli people are the majority of them are actually came from has actually yeah. have actually from came Arab from countries. from Arab countries. So they are right. Middle East, they are indigenous yes. citizens of the Middle East. Yes. They are not white colonialists coming from somewhere else. So this so is really interesting crazy. because most of them are ignorant. They don't know what they're shouting, river to the sea, you know, they, they don't know where is the river. Exactly. But but how it's amazing, and this is really frightening, how easy you can engineer the mind of people. I know it's really engineering. It's engineering. manipulative, yeah? Yes, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't know how you can, because we know a person, uh, a friend, who actually deals with red, you know, radicalization of people mm-hmm. and how you de-radicalize you know, people. But when you talk about radicalization, you take people and somehow you give them, you, you strengthen their belief to certain in a certain way. Here, I don't think anybody explained to them that I don't think they know anything. But just to right. be part of this, you know, movement. I think it's a combination of many types of people in this uh, right. uh, in this rally. Right. I mean, right. you have those who are against the Hamas, you have those who are pro-Palestinians, you have those who just want to stop the war, you have those that uh, think about the Indians, you, you think about uh, the other countries, the blacks. 
and you have just young people who like to demonstrate and be part of a you know of right. the whole thing and so also you have people who don't know really what happened on October 7th and they go to TikTok and they get all this misinformation yes. and they, they they think it's actually some of them think that Israeli provoked the October yeah. 7th it's unbelievable so I don't know me I'm so optimistic and she too in many ways but I, I it's the first time ever in my life I feel hopeless Complete. No, don't be, don't be hopeless. Don't be hopeless at all, because there is always hope. There is always hope. I mean, but actually, I have, I agree with what you said. I agree with what you said, but actually, there is. Uh, I have a theory about what's happening in the West right now. I would like to explain it. I believe it didn't happen overnight. Uh, what we're seeing today has been happening for many years. And if you read the papers, documents created by the Muslim Brotherhood, for example, uh, these were discovered by the FBI here in the United States. If you read what they were writing, they were having this theory of sabotaging the West from within, sabotaging America from within. And how they do that is by implementing their children, like having many children and giving them the nationality of these Western countries and making them part of universities, part of even decision-making bureaus in this country. And then when the right time comes, like this momentum that Hamas created for the Islamists, these people can come out and spread their own rhetoric. So this is what's happening now. And unfortunately, this coincided with the fact that there is a trend of anti-Semitism that has been going on among the youth in the United States for a while, in, in the West in general for a while. We've seen, for example, the BDS campaigns in American universities. This goes back to about seven or 10 years and, and similar campaigns. So anti-Semitism already existed in the West, but now it has a new layer that's making it even stronger and more complicated by the rhetoric of Islamists being added to it. And all the lies that the Islamist use in the United States now are, and in the West in general, are now spreading about the reality of what's happening right. uh, in, in the Israel-Hamas war. No one, for example, here speaks about the, the hostages, speaks about the elderly and the children that were killed. No one speaks about what happened on October 7th, the brutality right. of what has raping of women. No one does. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's all the influence of uh, a very organized campaign that... It's been that going is... on for 100 years, and it's been orchestrated and choreographed very well in a very systematic way. So where do you start? Because it's not only in the United States, it's in Europe, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's against the West. And I think that it took time for the Americans to figure out something like that because they never thought, you know, they're so righteous and they never thought this way. Anti-Semitism was always here. Just, I think that October 7th elevated everything to the platform that it just broke out, you know, once Exploded. everything was based in the right places and then they shoot up. And it changed the world and it won't go back now. It did right. Yeah, yeah. It's a big trauma. I think that yeah. no one will be the same again. The Middle East, the West, everywhere. No one will and be the same. A lot of the reactions is fear. Yeah. If, yeah. You know, do you have troops behind you? Makes sense. Do you Sorry? have Do you have troops behind True. you? Forces troops. of, of no troops. I mean, uh, you know, like a military behind you. 
Yeah, yeah. To push you forward with your with your ideas, your voice should be everywhere. Oh, thank you. Thank you have you. you have any help? Uh, I have help from amazing, amazing people here in the United States uh, and also from amazing people in Israel. Actually, uh, they are old friends. They have known me for too long. Uh, and uh, yes, they are doing everything they can to keep my voice out, to keep me like speaking and doing what I'm doing. And I'm so grateful to them. And I'm sure, believe me, like the army of the good people will win at the end. Regardless of how the bad people this are, this is what I used to believe, but now I'm a bit. This is what I believe, but now I'm discouraged. Yeah. I wish we could bring her, you know, to my students, but let me see. Oh, I'd love to. I I mean, it's in New York, New York University. Okay, I uh, anytime. See, I'd I love wish to. you could go to Columbia University. It's even worse. Yeah, because they have to hear. They have to hear your voice. What's the atmosphere in the universities in uh, Egypt? What's going on in uh, You know, actually, we are dealing now with a new generation. Like in my generation, which lived through the Arab Spring, uh, we saw things that are very different from the current generation. I'm speaking about the people who are now 19, 20, and so are seeing. Because these people in college these days are only watching TikTok. And right. TikTok is... is full of lies about Israel, full of lies about Hamas, full of lies about the whole situation, about the politics. So this is their main source of education now. At the same time, they want to feel like they did something big, like what our generation did, which is the revolution. They also want to have their own legacy. So they think perhaps by supporting you know, Hamas or the Palestinians in on, on, on this, or being on this side of the war, um, they will have this legacy. They will have their own moment, you know, similar to the moments that my generation had. So I think that's how they are thinking about it. But of course, in no way they want to have war with Israel also. And I think the biggest uh, proof on that is the reactions that people had to not only the state, but even the general public had towards the idea of allowing Palestinian refugees into Sinai. Most of the people were concerned that Hamas may infiltrate with these uh, refugees into Sinai and start to launch war against Israel. And if they launched war against Israel from Sinai, Israel will respond to them in Sinai. And this will lead to a war between Egypt and Israel. Right. And this is absolutely nothing, uh, something like that no one, no one wants. Yeah. Walking on, like, I call it democracy. Yeah, it's a, a landmine. Landmine field. Yes. It's all, exactly. all over the dangerous. world. Dalia, how is your family accepting you? Uh, my family. Oh, it's. Uh, uh, They're worried about you, no? They are worried, of course, but they disagree with what I'm saying. They don't like what I'm saying. Unfortunately, like, you know, my mother is very angry at me for what I'm saying. Although, of course, she's sad for my situation right now, but she's also angry at me, like she's leaving them doing something wrong. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's sad. It hurts, yeah. actually, but I don't yeah. know. I will not let this stop me because I very much believe in what I'm doing. And uh, I mean, I'm standing up for a good cause. Peace is a good cause. And uh, I don't see any good reason that to hate anyone. 
just because they are different from you religion wise or state or nation wise or citizen i mean like they have a different nationality or a different religion or so it it's not an excuse to hit them so on the level of the family it's not really well, but actually one of my brothers although actually my brothers also let me tell you they have been bullied bullied in their oh. workplaces for hmm. like being being the brothers of the zionist you know and my mother also is falling under a huge pressure from my relatives uh some of my relatives from my extended family like my aunts and like from my father's side they disowned me oops uh and uh, it's um uh, it's it's tough like you know everyone is now looking at me as a spy as ionist and so so they are not very happy of owning me anymore but actually one of my brothers is standing very strongly in support of me he fights like with almost everyone who speaks negatively against me in Egypt and uh, he's I'm so like I'm I feel so lucky to having him as my brother actually and uh, it means a lot to me given that every other member in the family is actually fighting against me or not fighting but I mean yeah, they I, are really, yeah, yeah. I, like, I wish I could do. hug you Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You, you are so inspiring, and you know, I told you thank I'm not you. optimistic, but you know, talking to you. Yeah, thank you, so thank you. Optimistic. Yeah. Right. Silly, well thank you done. so much for introducing me yeah. to us. Oh, thank you, Silly, thank you, Silly, you know, thank you. you. You both are amazing, actually. Uh, and also the great are... work you do, you too, about like having communication between the Palestinians and Israelis He's and, doing a lot. and the peace work you're doing. I mean, yeah, you're doing really, I'm work. doing films because I'm, you know, I really try to through films to see, to understand the complexity of what's going on. Because Excellent. Yeah, so this complex. is very important. Okay, we'll, I will send you a new send. Yeah. Okay, Dalia. baby. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. It was really Thank you, everybody. inspiring. And see you next week. Yep. Bye. Thank you so much for everybody. Bye-bye.